Oh yeah. Fun here on the Bully Pulpit podcast as the Bulls are on a three-game winning streak. I don't even know what to do with myself at this point. This is bizarre. Yeah, I don't know what to do with myself that I already <laughs> haven't. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. So we went into the All-Star break on a one-game winning streak, and now since the All-Star break, we are two and zero. We played the Orlando Magic yesterday. And we had a guest, uh, we will have a guest on the show that was at the Orlando Magic game in Orlando yesterday. So we're getting exotic with a Florida man. He said there was a... He's a kid, like he's like 17 or some shit. He's like some alt-right shit poster kind of guy. <laughs> talking about how there's a lot of Mexicans at the game. I don't know, you'll hear the interview in a little bit. But anyway, so the Bulls won that game on a couple Lowry marketing free throws. Yeah, baby. Uh, they won one ten to one oh nine. Lowry had twenty five and eleven. Twenty five and eleven. Zach had twenty two. Robin had eighteen, and Otto had seventeen. Um, rather kind of like inefficient though. Like Zach was like six for fourteen. Lowry was eight for twenty one. Um, Otto was six for fifteen. Robin Lopez was out there eight for thirteen from the field, and Chris Dunn had eight points, but four of nine shooting. So you know whatever there, but. We did beat the Orlando Magic. Um, it really, I mean, what it came down to, like, so, at, like, Zach really, like, jolted us at the end of the first half where he just knocked down, like, three threes in a row. It was crazy. Um, he's really getting his feet under him um, on his shot. So watch out for Zach Levine from the three-point strike. Um, the, you keep saying the three-point strike. It's a three-point stripe. Well, I don't know. Why Why are you giving me a hard time? The I'm fucking just... Bulls are on a winning streak, and you're over here <laughs> giving me a hard time. Like, give me a fucking break. So, yeah. So what it really came down to was DJ Augustine um, went to the free throw line in the last, like, couple, you know, last, like, minute of the game and went 0 for 2. He missed two in a row. That would get you free Portillo's in Chicago nowadays. Hell yeah. Um, but then... Laurie came down and, you know, tried to, you know, seal the game with a, a three-pointer. And Aaron Gordon just fucking clobbered him. Um, and then Laurie went in. Kind of gave me a scare. He missed the first. And then he made the second two to put us up 110 to 109. And that's the game there. It was a really fun game to watch. Um, the Orlando Magic going into that game had won, like, five straight. And were, like, the hottest team in the NBA um, as, as far as streaks go. Their last 10, I think they won like eight. Um, so the Bulls put an end to that shit. Thoughts on the game, or did, did you, did you I, not watch that? I one? was doing a comedy show, so okay. I did not see that game. Uh, pleasantly surprised when I opened my phone and saw that they had won. Uh, and then tonight's game was really the one to watch. They beat the hapless Boston Celtics, who are who, just in a tailspin. Who were point. killing us earlier in the season. They were the ones responsible for the. Almost near mutiny that happened after Jim Boylan tried to, you know, run them in practice, like after a back-to-back game. Um, after had... he pulled out their starters in the first like three or four minutes, um, but it looked like a completely different game. Yeah, tonight Zach Levine. Is, uh, is that what you're going with now? I don't like yeah. that. Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen both had career highs, so it was one of those games. Yeah, uh, Seventy-seven points combined between the two of them. That's some. Uh, Small sample size, but that's... I mean, we haven't seen that shit since the 90s, so... Yeah. I mean, it was just an insane game from Zach. He was hitting shots from all over the floor. He was 17 from 29... Or 17 for 29 from the floor. 5 of 11 from 3. And Laurie was uh, 12 for 20. He had 35 points and 15 rebounds. Uh, And Lopez, again... I I don't remember days where Laurie wasn't getting 20-plus and 10-plus. Mm-hmm. He's he's coming into to full star mode right now. If, I mean, if he played like this all season, he'd definitely be an all-star. Um, and we talked about this, what, last week, two weeks ago, where you were like, yeah, it's really hard to be an all-star. But, it, I mean, if he's playing like this next year, all year, game, I mean, game and, over. And when you have both of them on the floor at the same time, it's just a totally different dynamic than 
uh, earlier in the season when Zach was scoring a lot of points. He just had to do it all on his own. But you saw it at the end of this game where they were just double-teaming him down the floor every single time because they didn't want him to get his career high. And then he would just dish it off to Laurie, and then Laurie ended up getting his career high. So it's it's vi- that pick and roll between those two is very very hard to stop the pick or the pick and pop essentially um, because if you switch a smaller guard onto Laurie he's going to beat you and if you switch a bigger player onto Zach he's going to beat you so it's it's a very they're both very athletic and it's a very hard uh, dynamic to stop right now yeah we we were talking about this. Um... There was one point, you know, Zach had 40, and there was, you know, like four minutes left or something like that. They were trapping the hell out of Zach Levine. It's almost like the Celtics knew exactly what Zach Levine's career high was and were, like, triple-teaming him and everything. Like, even, like, to the point where the game didn't matter. Um, It's almost like every person on the Boston Celtics hates Zach Levine. I think it was probably just Brad Stevens being like, uh, hey, he has scored 40 points. How about we don't let him score any more points? True. And the only reason he did score 42 eventually was because they had to foul him towards the end of the game, and he hit both free throws. So Right. So, we, I mean, we were talking like, you know, could Zach get 50? I, I can see Zach getting, you know, he plays a game like that in a different situation. You know, he could get 50 points. But, you know, we were talking about like Laurie. Like, it's really hard for a power forward you know, to, to get really high numbers. And, yeah, I mean, he had a career th- high of 35. Expect that career high to be, you know, higher someday. But it's we going to be hard. Ta- we were talking about, like, what it takes for a power forward um, to get a shit ton of points, like 50-point game. Like, well, like what, what do you think it would take? My thought is that it would have to be a game where Lowry has, like, seven or eight, like, cuts to the basket – easy layups or put back, you know, tip-ins and stuff like that. Like, that's how Joe Keem, when he was here, like... Joe Keem, he scored 21 points yesterday. He had no offensive skill whatsoever, but if he ever scored 20 or more points, it was because he had a lot of those clean-up plays. And I think if Laurie gets a little bit better at that, it's going to be, you know, really, really hard to stop him. Yeah. Um, But I think it it would be a game where it's like... You know, Laurie has, I don't know, 25 in the first half or something like that. Um, gets off to a really fast start in the first quarter. Damn, Joe Keem had 21 points yesterday and 16 tonight. He's not dead, man. What is I going mean, he's on? Not, like, he's, he has not flatlined. He is not, like, he still has some game left in him. And if you just, he's just, I don't know. He's one of those players that if you just let him give him enough minutes, he's gonna like have a few games like that. But uh, unfortunately for the Bulls, I, I think if there's one thing negatively that we could take away from this game, and it's been something that you can look at in the last couple games, is uh, Chris Dunn. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Otto Porter. Well, Otto, oh, that too. Otto Porter got injured. Uh, we're not really sure what happened. I I didn't see anything. He uh, lower leg injury out for the game. Uh, he played 14 minutes, went 0 of 4, had three rebounds, three assists. I'm not really sure what happened, so I guess that remains to be seen. But the, I mean, I'm not too worried about it as of now. I'm more worried about Chris Dunn playing only 24 minutes. Didn't I? Don't think he played a minute in the fourth quarter. Uh, had four points on two of seven shooting, a rebound, and five assists. Uh, and then yesterday, I mean, we, like we've he, talked like, about that. Before, we've talked about this before. And what did he do yesterday? Eight points and two assists. Yeah, off a of four and nine shooting. So I mean, he's he's turning a ball over like less, which is a positive. But like, I mean, maybe it's the emergence of like Zach and Laurie right now. I mean, Laurie Markkinen has been so much more ball dominant than he was early in the season, and the Bulls are better for it. But I still would like a point guard. I don't like if a point guard we have is scoring eight points a game, that's fine. But I also want to see him like having like eight, nine, ten assists. Yeah. So it, it's just right now it's kind of an issue, and this kind of leads into our uh, our, our segment, our guest that we're going to have on in a few seconds here, um, who is talking about Darius Garland, who is the point guard 
at Vanderbilt. Now he's he got injured. He dropped out of college to focus on his NBA career. I think he like tore a meniscus, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was widely considered going into the season as the number one point guard prospect in the draft. Um, now John Morant has kind of taken over that mantle. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So uh, so here we have a pre-recorded interview. So if it sounds choppy, fuck off. Or if it plane. sounds different or whatever or louder, uh, we'll try to work on that. But uh, here is what's his name? It's Brian. It's Mike. Mike. <laughs> My, it, it is at Mike two three zero zero two three zero zero. That's his Twitter handle. So here's here that. Are. Here is that interview. All right, and we have our guest on the podcast. It is, uh, we got Mike. Michael. And we got Mike 2300-2300 on our podcast, um, at Mike 2300-2300 is his Twitter handle. He was at the Orlando Magic uh, Bulls game yesterday, which was Friday. Yeah. Um, would, would you tell us what, some of your thoughts about that game? What, what was the Orlando? Are you from Florida or what? Yeah, I live about an hour away from Orlando, and I just want to make it clear that I'm the reason why DJ Augustine missed the free throws. I sat behind. You are the basket. reason. You are the reason. Yeah, I yelled right when he shot them. So it would you, would you yell? I just yelled. I went ah, ah. Yeah, <laughs> and he missed them both. So. He did. So, yeah, that, that was an interesting game where, like, that's really what it came down to. DJ got to the line, missed two free throws, and that's what really kept us in it, which allowed Laurie Markkinen on the other end to, you know, make those two free throws. So, um, overall, like, vibe of the game, are there a lot of Bulls fans out there? I mean, I got my picture taken with, like, three Bulls fans, but they're, like, a lot of shitty Orlando fans talking shit. <laughs> what do Orlando fans have to talk shit about? Every time the Bulls play the Magic, they always show the conference finals with, um, it was the conference finals, right, with uh, the Magic where they beat Chicago to go into the finals. With, was that with Dwight? No, no, no. That was with Wait, when Jordan with came Scotty. back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they always oh, yeah, show that Jordan to Jordan just came up. back. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, that was when, yep, yep, when Jordan came back midseason. Yeah, they always, like, play that and, like, hype up the crowd for it. And, like, I was being really obnoxious because I had a sign for Zach Levine. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people in Orlando don't really speak so, English. <laughs> do they just speak Florida Man where they talk about robbing McDonald's and weird <laughs> fucking gator crimes? No, it's, it was a lot of, like, hopefully nobody gets offended by this, but, like, Mexicans. Like Spanish people, <laughs> right? So, like, what? Quantos what, años tienes? What? What part of? Uh, what part of Florida do you, do you live in? Like the part of Florida where like ninety percent of the population is like pedophiles and sex offenders, or? I mean, I live in Melbourne, Florida. What part of Florida is that? Like, oh, it's it's old people, <laughs> and then just like like, do you ever like? There's a Twitter account called Florida Man. I have where it talks about like where it, <laughs> I know that's an awesome Twitter account where they like. It's basically just talks about like Florida man like mm-hmm. robs a McDonald's for twenty three cents because he needed to fill his parking yeah. meter or something like that. It's just like random bullshit like that. We had a friend who did that once. <laughs> yeah, robbed we, a McDonald's we, for we, change. We, we did. Um, yeah. Have you guys <laughs> seen on Twitter about Brevard County and like the constant Which one? Brevard no. County? Oh well, there, I uh, guess there's a rumored serial killer here. Okay. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I can get into that. <laughs> and, like, a person I knew, actually, their body was found in a river. Like, that's person like, oh, knew shit. shit. 15 minutes away from my house. Shit. Yeah. You gotta get the fuck out of there, dude. They're gonna <laughs> yeah, get... I actually want to move to Chicago. <laughs> there's some deranged Orlando Magic fan out there just murdering people for not liking the Orlando Magic. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you're a big uh, Darius Garland guy, we found out. Yeah, I just... I saw his highlights from high school because I got bored. I just looked up good high school players about like two or three years ago, and I started seeing him. And I'm a Florida Gators fan, which is in the SEC, and so is Vandy. Right, so you're playing Vandy, and yeah. Yeah, so I always like looked for that. <laughs> so I, I just, just for fun, I just pulled up the Florida man Twitter account. Two Florida <laughs> men got pulled over. Then cops found drugs in a very unlikely place. 
Two Zephyr Hills, <laughs> Florida men were arrested in Ohio earlier this month for being found with more than $84,000 worth of cocaine stuffed inside of Lunchable boxes. <laughs> you guys want to know something cool that happened at my high school? And we, I go to like a snobby high school. Like it's not a private school or anything. It's just like a rich kid high school. Like we have golf cart parking. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. This, this is our first uh, minor on the show. Oh yeah, I'm 17. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I turn 18 in November. How does it? How does it feel to be 17? You know, it's it's all right. Like I go, I switch back and forth from college to high school because I'm early admitting. Okay. Where are you going? Right now, I'm attending like my local college, EFSC, but I can transfer to UCF with my credits. But no, I want to you're not gonna you're not gonna play uh, D1 ball at all, or actually the EFSC coach, they talked to me saying that I could play ball with them. We'll do it. I might. What the hell? So we did we did some creeping on you because like we didn't know. Who oh, really yeah, we gotta we gotta have an intervention about so this. So we we oh, found sure. you no, just no, taking no, shots no. on an open court. Yeah, I, I got <laughs> slow motion. Slow motion. I got bored. It was like right before I had class and I hadn't played basketball. Like I looked fat as shit there. Because, like, that's when I first started college, and I had no time to play ball or work out. So, like, I got bored. You got the Kyle Lowry look. Yeah, exactly. I look just like Kyle Lowry with my ass. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I have an amazing three-point shot, people say, and I'm a good defender. I do, too, but Ryan doesn't agree. Um, I, no, I you am, shoot I'm like a, Jonas Jarebko. I am a horrible... <laughs> yeah, but Jonas Jarebko is in the NBA, so... Um, so we ran a poll earlier. Um, what prospect that we haven't talked about um, should we on our podcast after tonight's game? And the leading vote-getter was Darius Garland, um, slightly winning over R.J. Barrett. So that's where we got Mike 2300-2300 on board, um, who knows a little bit about Darius Garland. So tell me your initial thoughts on um, the prospect here. He is a stud, an absolute stud. Game over. All right, let's <laughs> we win the finals next year, right? Yeah, but like Chris Dunn still has to start. Oh, so so you want Darius Garland, but like also Chris Dunn starting? I I want Darius Garland as a last resort because I love Chris Dunn. I've liked him ever okay. since Providence. Respectable. Um, so what do you like about Darius Garland though? He's if you watch like I posted a video about him. On my Twitter, too. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I tagged you in it. But, like, he's just yeah. a really good shifty point guard. He's skinny, but he's, like, really elusive in the paint. And he's a great shooter. And he's good at finding, like, the open man no matter what. He's but pretty much like a good pure about, point guard. Do you know anything about John Morant? Uh, I've just the heard Murray people State say guy. he won't. I know that he's really good, <laughs> but I haven't really been paying attention to him as much. I've been mainly paying attention to, like, the Duke Big Three. Okay. So not enough to like can compare and contrast. That, yeah, that two. was going to be my question. Was going to be who who would you rather have, Ja Morant or Darius Garland? Without bias, it would be Ja because I know like how well of a scorer and passer he is. But with bias, I'd take Darius. So, you you say he's a he's a very good passer. Um, in his so he played five games at Vanderbilt. Um, he had. He had no more than four assists in any of those five games. Um, one of those games is kind of a wash, though, mm-hmm. because because he only really played two minutes. Um, but like, what I mean, what do you what do you see in him as a passer? Because obviously, there's there's so much more than just his couple games at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there's his uh, you know All American games and um, some of those tournaments that he was playing in. Do you do you see him more than just like that four assist in college guy? Definitely. I see him if you look at the video that I posted, the way he I guess moves his body and passes the ball remind me of like a rondo type player, but with a jumper. Okay. Uh yeah, that that jumper's big though. Like how good do you think that jumper is? So like I mean, before he went into college, people were comparing him um to the likes I, I, I mean these comparisons are always gonna be thrown out, but people were like Oh, this is the guy's like a Steph Curry level shooter. Um, I mean, what do you see him at? Do you see his three point shot as that deadly? Um, I'm not sure to go as Steph Curry deadly, but it's definitely something that you would have to put at like the top of your, like what to look at if you're playing against him. Right, right. So, 
in his games at Vanderbilt, I'm not going to count the the one, um, but he went three for seven from three, three for five from three, zero oh, of three from three, and five for eight, um, which brings him to 47 uh, or 48 percent shooting from the three point strike. He shot about 54 percent from the field overall. Um, and then he basically, like I said, he only he had four assists in three games and one assist in the other game. Um, what do you think about his fit on the Bulls, though? So, like, say he is this macho man three-point shooter um, who's going to come in and just, you know, pipe a bunch of threes. You think he's more of a passer than, than I do from what I've seen. Um, how do you think he fits in on this offense? Because my opinion is, like, I would really love somebody to be like an orchestrator, like somebody who's just going to come in and like just conduct the offense. Um, because you do, I mean, you saw tonight against the Boston Celtics, Laurie Markin and Zach Levine do have the scoring capabilities to, to, to be fucking world beaters out there. But I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, you throw a ball dominant guy in there with, it seems like he needs the ball a lot more than, in my opinion, I would like in my point guard. Yeah, I got you. Um, honestly, if we got him, I'd say start him over Dunn. Because although... You're already contradicting yourself, Mike. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I know I'm contradicting myself. Like, this is me being non-biased and just thinking as, like, a smart Bulls fan. We would have to start him over Dunn. And have done be like the still there off the bench, but I think Darius once he got into the system would know his role and be like a good spot up shooter and orchestrator yeah, well, offense. One of the one of the uh, scouting reports we watched is like, or actually one of the scouters I read is from like Jalen Adams or something like that. It was talking about like you know how he is a really gifted passer and like a lot of his like a lot of his passes are. I mean, they'll be almost, like, a little too flashy. Maybe, like, he's just kind of jumping the gun. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't seem like, and maybe this was just from his high school um, or his AAU, you know, level ball, but it didn't, it doesn't seem like he is a trusting player. So once he gets in the NBA, that shit's got to stop. I mean, what do you, like, how do you really see him, especially with Zach Levine fitting in, in the backcourt? I see like potential there. Obviously, I see like a kind of like a Dame and CJ type like potential there, um, where you got two guys that can just like fucking jack threes, slash the basket, <laughs> be crafty around the rim. Um, you know, obviously, I, I I could see Zach Levine being better at the rim than him, but Darius does have some. He he does have some rim attacking or Definitely. rim attacking yeah skills to him. How do you see him fit with that guy? If he were in the backcourt with Zach Levine, no matter what, Zach Levine will be that go-to guy. I don't care how good Darius could get. Zach Levine will be the go-to guy for us. With yeah, he's there. I, I, I'm kind of at it. I'm struggling because, like, that's you. the fuck was that? That's you. What? <laughs> that's you. You're going, Ugh. So I was making fun of you a little bit because you said <laughs> okay, you're struggling. We got, a, we got a funny guy here. A little bit. Um, yeah, so, no, what I'm struggling with is, I like I said, I really want some dude who can come in and be like a facilitator of offense. But another thing is, I think in today's NBA, I don't think everybody has to be a three-point bomber, but I want you to be like efficient enough where you, you're not like sitting there 10 feet off your your uh, defensive assignment because like like Ben Simmons. Do you see it? Yeah, I saw that picture. The screen grab of yeah, just everyone in the paint. It, like it, like I, I Ben Simmons is a very talented player, but like holy shit, like you I I don't think you can have that in a point guard. I I think to to be a point and that that's kind of where Dunlap, you saw him just bricking Three-point shot after three-point shot in the second quarter against the Boston Celtics um, tonight. So, uh, obviously, Darius Garland has that capability right there. I don't have to worry about him from three. But I, I, I'm still stuck that my biggest concern is with ball dominance. Um, his, his, his ball dominance and, and his like facilitating. I Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? 
I think once he got to the league and learned his role, because, like, all these players that are in, like, the draft class from, like, this year and last year, they're all that go-to guy from their high school team. But, of course, you have to come in and learn to be like, okay, right. I can't be the number one option. So I think from what I've seen in interviews and the way he acts, he seems like no matter what, he'll fit in almost anywhere because he'll just conform and mold his game around what the team needs to win. Because I think he won a state championship every year he was in high school. I'm pretty sure it was every year. Okay. And I so just think he would like form himself around the team in order to be the best facilitator he could be while also being a good three-point shooter. So who do you have for his like NBA comp? Like what player is he most similar to? That that's tough because his passing and like the way like he's so elusive around the rim, it reminded me of like a Rondo, but like he can shoot. So I don't really know at this point. What do you think his like worst case scenario is? Like if he ends up being a bust. My thought was like maybe like a Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm. Like if if he doesn't pan out, like maybe that's where he kind of like maxes out. Um, a very he's a lot bad taller than Brandon Tyree Knight. Evans. Yeah, that's what I'm. Tyree thinking. can't shoot really though. He's just kind of like a missile that goes towards <laughs> the rim. <laughs> yeah, it's just like an unguided missile. Um, yeah, but I mean Brandon Knight. I mean he's a capable three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean he he doesn't he's not super efficient, um, and then also like doesn't max out a shit ton of assists. So I, I can definitely see where you're going with that, Ryan. So where do you think Garland's gonna go? Uh, depending on how people want to look at his injury, which I don't think they're gonna look at it, like too heavily. I'd say. Top eight because it's a meniscus and yeah. meniscuses are, yeah. So top top what? Top eight. Top eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that too. I don't see him falling outside of that. Um, he dropped out of school to work for the NBA draft, right? Yeah, he said he declared for the NBA draft a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So so he's a college dropout. He's a bum, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about academics because Derrick Rose kind of, yeah. And I, I love Derrick Rose, but I don't like talking academics. So Derrick Rose is a like smart that. guy. <laughs> I heard he scored a thirty-five on his ACT. <laughs> so you got anything else for him? No, I don't. Is is that your bit? You got any any other plugs for Darius or um, any other closing statements? If we draft, if we get like the seventh spot and we just fall out like we did last year and like fuck up like what happened with the Kings and we get the seventh pick, I'd take Darius. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I might be on board with you. I'm, I still have some research to do, but Same. Um, yeah, that, that's what I think too. Oh, one, more, right. one more thing. This, this is like a shot, not really a shot in the dark. No, you're 17. No, I can't. Uh, okay. <laughs> But I'm, <laughs> no, go for it, man. I'm in a Bulls group chat on Twitter, and we were talking about. I brought up Darius Garland in that chat, and then they started talking about what if we did something like the Hawks and the um, Mavericks did last year, where they traded to swap right. picks and move down. And what they were saying is, what if we had the number one overall pick? Would you trade down? And no. they asked for my. I wouldn't either, but they asked for my input. I said, what if we trade down? Let's say the Hawks did the third pick. Here, so, not not number one. Here, I'll entertain this though. Yeah, not I, number one, Zion. No, yeah, fuck no. I know this is just um, a big hypothetical. If, if we had number like okay, so if we were at number three and say the Suns were at number two, or you know whatever, and the Suns took John Morant, I might entertain that. Mm-hmm. But I what, might entertain that to go get that point guard. But what I was thinking was this is just completely because. I just wanted to see what they thought of this, even though it's most likely never going to happen and it would just be a stupid trade. It would be trade the number one pick to the Hawks. Let's say they had the third pick. And then the Hawks, are they projected to have like another top eight pick due to the Mavericks pick? That's what they yeah, told me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, it could go anywhere. I think right now it's sitting at like 10 or something oh. like that. Well, let's say it's like top eight. And I said, what if the Bulls drafted Cam Reddish, with like the third pick or RJ Barrett 
and then Darius Garland with like the seventh or eighth pick. What would you think if that miraculously happened? I mean, that'd be great. I don't see many situations where I don't it happens, either, though. But still, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be great. I, I'm, I'm struggling with Cam. I want to like him a lot because I think he has a lot of really good tools for the NBA. Um, but his inefficiencies have just been abysmal. Yeah, I see that, but I, I think he's a safer bet than RJ. As like, I, just because of when Duke lost their first game this season. And the last like minute and a half, the ball he would not pass the ball to anybody, and he just kept on missing. That really just put me off on him. Yeah, it, like I, I've said this on the podcast before, he he gives me total Carmelo vibes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like like Carmel like Carmelo Knicks vibes more more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Any any last statements at all or what? Follow my Twitter. And I want to follow be his on, Twitter. Here, I want to be back. I'll, on I'll here. say it. It's at Mike two three zero zero two three zero zero. That's at sign M I K E two three zero zero two three zero zero. I'm gonna tweet it. Okay, thank you. And I want to be back on here because all right, man. The, awesome, the last man. podcast I started. I'm not trying to like diss my friend who we started with, but like we fuck just, your friend. Well, I mean. <laughs> We we did one episode with Rusty Buckets from YouTube, uh huh. And he said my friend said he was gonna edit it, and he was just starting school, so we never really got it edited. And all the stuff that we talked about is completely like out of the water now. Like we were saying how Sacramento wasn't really like a top team, like for playoff contention or anything, right? Or even getting the playoffs. So it's like I just want to talk basketball because that's like what I really want to do. Cool, man. Well, yeah, follow at Mike two three zero zero two three zero zero. Um yeah, we'd love to have you back on, man. Thanks for coming. No problem. How do I end this? <laughs> <laughs> Just hit the stop button. Okay. And then what do I do after that? Alright, and that was our interview with Mike two three zero zero two three zero zero. Little shit he's talker a, there, right? He was a yeah. He was. Dude shit. was making fun of me. <laughs> he was making fun. Well, and then he said on Twitter after the interview, he's like, "If these guys, what did he say? He said, if these guys talk, talk shit, shit, I'm done with their podcast. I'll release the child pornography that they have, which would mean that he has child pornography. So, like, I mean, he's so that's getting, on him game, game more than over, anything. Yeah. We didn't solicit yeah, we, any we child pornography. Mike. Yeah, nor are we." gay for 17 year olds so that's more on you bud but no he was a great interview we had a good time um so yeah i watched uh space jam today what's uh, that's like my favorite movie it, it would be the entire time i was watching it, it i was like Ty- i can imagine a nine-year-old tyler i mean gary uh just absolutely dying over this movie I, I was. I mean, like, that movie probably came out when I was, like, what, four or five, something like that. Um, yeah, I was into it then, and I'm, I am I probably watch it just as much, like, now as I did then. Like, I, you know, definitely got to hit that up, you know, like, once every, like, two months now. So, I heard they're bastardizing the film. Well, no, no, no. Before that, I'm going to tell you something that's going to upset you. No. D- don't. On Rotten Tomatoes. Space Fuck Jam. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Guess what Space Jam got? Like a 20, right? 38%. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. 38%. 99% when from you, Gary. <laughs> when you watch that movie, it's not a great... Like the A lot of it's super cheesy. But if you're a kid who grew up in the 90s, that's like the holy grail of movies. Right, yeah. But, I mean, especially if you're a basketball fan, especially if you're a Bulls fan. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm... I'm struggling with the fact that they're going to remake or not remake, but like make a sequel. That was my, <laughs> so that, that was my, uh, so they're going to make the, the movie's going to come out in like 2021 is what they're saying. And it's going to be with LeBron. Right. And I'm going to have a child then. And my love that movie and I'm going to freak out. My, my question is who are the five players going to be? For the Monstars. I mean, it's it's LeBron, so like it's it's got to be his buddies, right? <laughs> I was gonna say it's Carmelo Anthony's one <laughs> because he's already gotten his power stolen from him. 
Um, but I don't know, cause like, cause in the movie, the guys that were on the monster so team, it was like it was, Larry Johnson, Charles Barkley, Muggsy Bogues, uh, the uh, Admiral uh, David Robinson. Wait, is that his nickname? The dude from the Knicks? No, uh, you're Patrick thinking, Ewing. Patrick That's Ewing. what I'm thinking of. Um, and David uh, the big ass white dude. Larry, uh, yeah. The, it was like some weird, tall-ass white guy. So it's like, I, I feel like, if I had to put, if I had to guess, my five would be, I think for your tall-ass white dude, you got to get Boban, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Boban, giant hands Boban. Um, I'm thinking, like, who's like the small guard character? Oh, Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley was the one in the movie. You always forget about him. Who's okay? So start so over. Like, start over. Okay, so center. I think Boban. That'd be great, but they're not going to do it. Power forward. I don't know. Laurie. No. If they do, because they're only going to do one white guy. So if they do one white guy, that's what they did in the original movie. If they're going to do one white guy, maybe it's Laurie, and they don't do Boban. Because like Laurie always does wear like LeBron's shoes, and like I I think Laurie and LeBron have some kind of friendship behind behind the scenes, which I'm not into. But well, they could do Laurie. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be the same like no. the same plot where they steal their powers. I mean, is there even going to be monsters? I don't know. Huh. But if you had to guess, okay, so who's your point guard? I mean, the perfect monster point guard to me is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the perfect monster point guard to me is just some like angry motherfucker who's just gonna break the rim every time. He just says fuck a lot of <laughs> like all the time in a children's movie. <laughs> fuck you bitch <laughs> to reporters and shit. Um, who, all right, okay. So who's your uh, your number two? Who's your shooting guard? I don't. I mean, like, did, like, do they go a different route? Do they get is like, it gonna a guy be, like Steph Curry? Is like, it, is it gonna be like a, a LeBron constructed team where it's all thirty eight year old former superstars that are just awful is, now? It is J.R. Smith. It's, yeah, it's gonna be Rajon Rondo, J.R. Smith, LeBron at the three, <laughs> Chris Bosh at the four, and uh, Dwayne Wade at the five. <laughs> no. Tristan Thompson at the five. <laughs> it's gonna be, and they're gonna they're gonna lose to Bugs Bunny not because like they did some crazy special juice bullshit, but because they're just a worse basketball well, team. Well, no, like somebody was saying, like LeBron's gonna trade all the like he's gonna trade like all of the the Tune Squad for uh, for the Monstars or for a Monstar, and. I'm like, fuck no, he's not. He's going to trade Yosemite Sam for Ursan Ilyasova, and he's going to love it. <laughs> Guy who can like, stand in the corner and just shoot a three every once in a while. He's going to trade Tweety Bird for a protected second-round pick. <laughs> uh, up to 55 protected, so it'll just never... <laughs> like, Translate, yeah. yeah. Just to get rid of Tweety. Okay, so the final score in Space Jam. I don't know if you remember this. It was... It was no, it was seventy-eight to seventy-seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, which is a very '90s score. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, Space Jam Two is going to come out in twenty twenty-one. Final score is like two hundred eighteen to. By then, the game is just basically going to be like Papa Shot, where James Harden is going to be averaging ninety points a game. Is James Harden going to be a monster? I hope not. I don't think there's a lot of time for uh, foul shots in that in a 90 minute movie. Just him getting to the line. Or is like, so what's what's the score? Is it going to be like an all star game in in Space Jam Two, where it's just like 170 to 160 something? Probably. And is Bill Murray going to make an appearance? God, like I I don't like I love Bill Murray so much, and I just. I don't want him interacting with LeBron. It's just going to be like LeBron's high school teammates. Like the one guy who's like a rapper now. He's going to make SoundCloud rapper. And everyone's going to be like, who the fuck is this person? Um, yeah, no. Bill Murray, though. Um, 
God, he, he's fucking fantastic. I, I watched this interview or watched this. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix um, about Bill Murray? Uh, no, I have not. It's really good. It just talks about all like random Bill Murray encounters. So it talks about like the stories that you hear about him that are like he was at a college party. Somebody walked into the kitchen to like, you know, get a glass of water or grab a beer out of the fridge or whatever. And Bill Murray's there washing dishes. Like, it just talks about, like, people's random encounters with Bill Murray, <laughs> um, which is great. But, yeah, Bill Murray, um, great Bulls fan. I think in the offseason, uh, when we don't have much to talk about, we should do, like, celebrity Bulls fans. That should be one thing. We'll, we'll talk about Bill Murray then. We should just try to find Bill Murray and get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I got another idea. Yeah. So it's like a going back in time space jam. Right? It's called Space Jam Origins. <laughs> and it's with Magic Johnson, right? And then instead I don't you, like where this is and going. Then, you know, at halftime when they give them the special juice or whatever. <laughs> oh, and God. The, the special Stop. the special juice is just AIDS come. <laughs> and the villain is Larry Bird. I think that's a good I I think you gotta go back and talk about But this is this a LeBron trilogy. movie. Oh no, we're doing we're doing Space Jam Origins. This is like Years after, it's going to okay. be a Magic Johnson-themed movie where you just give all the Tweety Bird people AIDS come. Oh, man. I told you it was going to get offensive. I had some ideas. But anyway, um, what else do you want to talk about? We Oh, shit. We have some fan questions. Well, let, let's first shout out... Um, oh, fuck, yeah. We, we haven't, we've gone 42 minutes. We haven't shouted out the guy who gave us money. Some guy gave us money for this podcast, which is fucking stupid. So this is at <laughs> Rip. No, no, no. So, it, you know, anybody who listens to this podcast, you know, we're cracking beers the entire time. Um, this we podcast were drinking, we were is drinking, entirely fueled by beer, by yeah, alcoholism, pretty much. And one of our fans bought us some beer today, and we love him dearly for that. What's his name? What's his Twitter at? At Rip Bard. Rip Bard. Rip Bard. How do you spell that? R I P B A R D. All right. Well, he gave us uh, he he PayPal'd us some money, and which was awesome because yeah, we were we, drinking Natty or no, we were drinking Keystone Light last week because we're yuck. both very poor. Uh, and uh, he PayPal'd us fifteen dollars. So tonight we are drinking Coors Banquet beer. We are mm. drinking like kings tonight. So I appreciate you, Bard, for uh, for dropping us. So I said, cash. what so, do you want us to talk about? And he said. Um, weird trade ideas. I mean, we, we kind of do that a lot, but horrible Tinder stories, anything you, you guys got arrested for, wildest night in college, worst sex you've ever had. So let's just get into it. Let's just jump right into you, it. You got, you have any answers for any of those questions? Yeah, I had a bad Tinder story. So I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, and, uh, I, I met some girl on Tinder and uh, the first time we hung out was at a comedy show, and I absolutely—I mean, I, this is when I was like maybe eight months into comedy, and I went up there and just fucking bombed, just ate shit at this terrible open mic. And then you ate shit in the bed. No, what? For some reason, I thought at that point she was going to be like, "Yeah, I, I'm not interested," but for some reason, she still had sex with me, and we had sex twice. And I did not come either time because she was uh, just, it, I just wasn't into it. It's not much of a story, but whatever. It's so, really here, not. Let, let me, let me not, tell you, okay, just so like, I just, Ryan and I lived, lived together in college, but the year before we lived together, um, I have a funny like drunk story. So I, I wasn't drunk at this point. But there was a night where like, you know, I'm sleeping and my girlfriend, now wife, was over um, we were hanging out, you know, went to bed, and it's about like 2, 3 a.m., and oh, she hits a, me. Is this a shower party story? No. She hits me. And I'm like, what? Like, why Why are you hitting me? She points, and I turn over, and there is my six foot five, six foot six roommate, <laughs> naked, <laughs> peeing right next to our bed. I'm like, okay, let's party. So I, I, I look at him and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, Ugh. and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I push him out of my room, push this naked man. Uh, 
I'm like, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. He's right behind me, and then he fucking crawls into bed. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on? <coughs> so I push him out of bed. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he, he, you know, starts freaking out. He has no idea, like, what the fuck he's doing. I'm pretty sure he thought my room was the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, like, what the hell's going on? So he's sitting on the couch, and, you know, I'm sitting there cleaning up piss out of my room. And then... I turn around and he's not there. He gets out his fucking saxophone, which I didn't know he had or played, and starts playing like beautiful tunes on a saxophone. <laughs> was he good at saxophone? I, I, I mean, you remember. I mean, he was Jasper. Right? No, I know who you're talking yeah. about. I just didn't know if he was actually good yeah, at saxophone. Was, like I said, he was playing beautiful tunes on a saxophone. Weirdest fucking interaction I ever had. Well, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, yeah, what else I, I, did he ask here? I mean, like, anything you guys got arrested for a wildest night in college? I can tell you our wildest morning in college. We woke up and we just decided we were going to fuck up our whole day. We started, you know, like 8 a.m. We cracked a beer. We were going to go to a, uh, it, it was the year I quit. The year I, the, the first year I wasn't playing football in college, we went, it was like the homecoming game. And all of our furniture ended up on the roof. Do you remember that? Yeah, we were tossing chairs and shit, and then I did a beer bong power hour with one of my other roommates, another like six seven, like three hundred and eighty pound dude. We were doing a power hour with beer bongs, so we did like every ten minutes we did a beer bong, and then it was like you know sixty minutes, so we we were six beer bongs deep, and we're like fuck it, we're six beer bongs deep, let's just do ten. So we did two doubles right in a row, um, got to ten there, and then drank a couple other beers. Um, and all of a sudden there is all of our kitchen chairs were broken and on the roof. Yeah, dude, we were fucking up some And then I was at the game passed out with our, uh, we brought with our plant. (laughs) We brought the fake house plant. Like one of those like fake trees. Yeah. I remember that. I remember the the people that were working the door at the football game were like staring at us. Yeah, and we're just like, we just have a plant, just fucking leave it alone. That's what we're doing today. It's a, um, it's a plant day. Um, anyways, anything we I I've never been arrested. You? I well yeah I've been arrested twice, but uh, not really interesting stories. Um, just like public intox and uh, criminal mischief. Criminal time. mischief. Because I punched out the back oh, windshield yeah, yeah. of the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So um, You're mad at your girlfriend or something like that? Well, I, I, I had cheated on her. And uh, she, well, I told her about it. And then uh, she was going to go fight the girl. And then uh, I it, it, I was got frustrated because I didn't want her to fight the girl. And she wasn't listening to me. And then I punched out the back windshield of a car. Oh. And then cops were driving by as that happened and I was like, yeah, I'm like, they turn their lights on. It's like, I could have ran, but I was like, I, I'm just going to go to jail because I deserve this one. Um, um, yeah, so. But yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about, we had some news this week. Um, Zion Williamson went down with, I mean, it was kind of like an unprovoked freak injury. Um, he should be fine. I think he's day to day right now. Um, but that raised the question of, this game was going for $2,500 a ticket at one point. Um, people are mad saying Duke's making all this money off of them. Yeah, they're making a ton of money off of them, but those are resale tickets also, you got to know. I, I don't think all the people look at all the facts, but anyways, people are mad saying he should shut it down. He should you know play for the draft. I think he wants to win a title, so I don't think that's going to happen. Well, and he has is, a very good chance to do so. The thing is, is like you have enough good players on that team where you can take a back seat for a couple games if you need to just kind of. I mean, back they lost the, the first game he was out. Yeah, well, if you just need to get back into the mix of things, you can take a few games to kind of get back into it. I think there's still going to be a, a one seed. Um, I mean, it's up to him. Yeah, man. college I, basketball I think he wants is to bullshit. College is bullshit in general. Like for for elite athletes, it's just a a song and dance that you're fucking right. doing. So it's up to him, man. What do you What do you think about college basketball, though? Um, there, the board of governors already is um, looking to end the one and done rule. So looking to like be able to draft eighteen year olds out of high school again. 
Um, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I think it'd be interesting if they went into the G League for a year and actually got paid. Like, I think they deserve to get paid. I mean, paid. it's what, like $50,000 a year? That's fine. Like, 50 or 100. Sure, you're making money. 100, you're making money. You're, you can help your parents and pay for shit. You can afford your own things. Um, I, I really think that... I, see, the thing I don't know is, like, does every team have, like, an affiliate G League team? Just about now, yeah. Because if that's the case, then... You don't want that shit feeding into the teams. I that, would. I'd rather have gets, that than college. That's where, that's where it gets murky. I, I'm talking about, like, if Zion goes to the Windy City Bulls, he can't just automatically go to the Bulls just because he plays for them. Well, what I would do is have each team be linked up. I mean, you have your affiliate team or whatever. I would extend the draft maybe a little bit, maybe extend it to like four rounds. Yeah. And then be able to draft people out of high school. If you want to send them down to the G League for a couple of years, you can. Um, but have that be more of a feeder system. And then I think the G League would be a lot more... Uh, profitable at that point because you would instead of watching Zion at Duke, you'd be watching Zion at you know the Windy City, whatever. What, what, what? Windy City Bulls? <laughs> Windy City Bulls. It's not very and, hard, uh, Ryan. I know. I forgot the name of the team, but that's that's part partly making my point. It's like I don't fucking watch that shit because I don't want to watch it, it. The only players that succeed in the G League are usually guys that are like 28 years old that are never going to make an NBA team or if they do they're going to make it for a couple years it's going to be like Vander Blue and like <laughs> guys like that just like random ass like 28 year olds who yeah. are murking up the system um, here's my proposition and investors get ready what if you did something like you did like they do in Europe where they have like European professional ball um, there are, I mean, there, there's some states in the United States that like obviously have like enough people to fill a whole European country. Um, but like also like, I, I think like France has like 60,000 people. Europe has like 58 or, uh, not Europe, but Britain has like 58,000 people or million people. Sorry. Um, obviously like different, you know, states aren't, aren't, aren't the same here. But if you did some kind of like regional like pro team in North America where you like expanded this to like the United States, Mexico and Canada, like North America is very comparable to to the European population. What if you did something like that where you had some type of like regional league where like people can be like 16 and play or you can be like 18 and play. Um, so if you weren't going to get rid of the one and done rule, um, these players, you know, could play in this league. Any thoughts on like doing it the European style? See, I don't know. I I just don't where, know where it's like professional. You know, I don't know. Um, I mean, at what age are, are these kids starting? Is it I would like, say you have to you you'd have to have a, like a minimum like sixteen or something like that. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to like deprive kids of their education because there's a you know you want at least bare minimum for them to get a high school education uh just in case they have a injury or something goes wrong like it you know you don't want them to be like completely just shit out of luck but right um yeah, I mean, I I think I they, think it's an interesting. They need to look into different ways of doing it because there's plenty of guys that are just doing the song and dance of one year of college, of, like going to every other class and 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 they don't give a shit. They're not like they just need to be eligible for a semester and then they're going to the pros, right? And I don't know. I I think if you could pay players in uh, college basketball, I think it'd be a lot different. Yeah, I, I like that, but like I, I think it's really complicated logistics. But like I would love to get like the entire North America involved in it. But you know, if you can't do that, at a minimum, I'd love to go the G League option, where you make the G League more interesting. I mean, like just think draft about and stash think, guys think, on think your. Of, on but your like, D think about like team. Zion Williamson in the G League right now. 
Duke tickets right now are going for like $25,000 against like rival rivalry teams. Like think about what that would do for the G League. Mhm. Just be able I mean you got to you got to open it up a little bit. The, the reason I say four rounds because nobody watches the G League well, right now. Well, the reason I say you would have to open the draft up to like four rounds is because you're drafting 18-year-olds that, you know, might not pan out. Like the the one good thing about college is that it kind of it, it you you can figure out who is. You would gonna, have to do the draft. Like I I feel like the G League draft would have to be well no no separate. No. Then. It's it you you don't have a G League draft. You just have every NBA team has a but G like, League. Team. What if what if a high school player declares for the draft and does not make the cut? And then they're SOL because they would be well, then, they would play D one college, but I mean they're they're already at the point where they're almost the college year. Um, see that's a good point too because I I just I think if you do the the G League or not a G League draft but if you just draft maybe five or six rounds if you even extend it that far and you're just drafting a bunch of like eighteen year olds out of high school and sticking them on your uh, G League team. Uh, the the quality of college basketball would go down significantly. It would just be a bunch of like, I mean, that really only affects like a handful of schools, though. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean that's that's affecting like Duke and whatever. But like, all in all, they're I mean they're still gonna get players. Yeah, they'll get players, but it'll be. I mean, they're not going to get the superstar players. Right. I don't know. It's a weird system, man. I wish they could just pay players. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think they should? Yeah. I don't know. Like, you make, like, millions upon millions of dollars off these kids. I mean, where do you put the cutoff, though? Like, what if you have some mid-major team like Murray State or whatever like that? It's a percentage. It's like a... a percentage a, of what? Like a percentage of the revenue that your school earned for that sport goes to the students. So some of these like so it's top not tier teams are making millions of dollars then. Right. Well, players. it's not it's not no 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 no. They're not going to make millions of dollars cuz it's going to be every player is like making Would there have making to be like an a equal cap? amount. But like you're not you're a not, Duke player making an equal amount to a Murray State no, player. No 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 cuz Murray State you know earns what? Maybe a million dollars in a season and maybe Duke earns, you know, Ten million dollars in a season, so whatever percentage of that that you decide to pay the players, each player on that team gets that stipend, or maybe you break it down where seniors get this much, juniors get this much. Well, I mean, then you're getting to the point where people are like choosing to be like a third string player on a really good team to make more money when they could get better, you know, even draft stock. They're almost screwing themselves. Well, I mean, you can make that choice then. Right. But I think it's it's only fair if you're making, you know, a couple million dollars a year off of players that you're not paying anything. Give them, you know, even if it's only 5% of that and you're giving them a stipend of, you know, whatever that amounts to, like... Even if at a very small school, guys are only getting a stipend of like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars. Then you're to the point where, like, should they even have to go to class or like? I mean, at that point, like, yeah, they they go to class and get their degree or they do whatever they got to so do. So if they're not making grades, it's just a, then, ma- it's just a matter of money? like. Um, these are good questions. I don't know. I mean, I haven't worked out the whole system, but I think yeah, if you're I, making... I think people like think it's as easy as pay your players. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying it's as easy as whatever your I mean, sport then are you makes. just buying players? No, no, no. You're not offering contracts to players. You're giving them stipends. So whatever your team generates in a year, whatever you know, 5% of that so goes to players. So does Zion make as much as the 10th guy yeah. on Duke? That's better than nothing. Right. I mean, dude, these guys are getting fucking $10,000 handshakes to go to Duke. They're getting money under the table left and right. Charles Barkley says he made more money at fucking Auburn than he did at, like, you know, his first couple of years in the league. It's like, you're going to get you're gonna get the people that... Leave it to that, Chuck to be, like, honest as fuck. Yeah, you're going to get paid. 
but it's all shady shit right now. So it's like, why not just, you know, it, there, there's a lot of money to be why made. Why not make them pay their taxes? No, I don't even say pay their taxes. Just give the kids a, a little bit of money, a thousand bucks here and there. They can buy a fucking sandwich. They can go to the movies. They can do whatever. I can buy a couple sandwiches with a thousand bucks. You can at least buy a few. Uh, we got a few fan questions. I don't. What? Um, do you got anything else to talk about before we Not dive really into our last no. fan question? Um, so we got a fan question from uh, Vic Selbus YouTube, who uh, has been on this podcast before. Uh, his question, and I'm gonna let you answer this for a little bit while I grab a beer. Uh, grab me one too. He says, "Who are some vets?" That you'd like to sign in the off season, and also, would you like? Uh, who would you like with our second round pick? Okay. I, I can't tell you. I've done too much research in the uh, second round pick department, but uh, Gary is looking up right now the uh, the vets I, I in the have, off season. Yeah. So oh, you're looking up tankathon. What are you looking? Second round picks. We got a, we got a tank I, for those I'm, second rounders. <laughs> no, I mean, it just goes to the second round pick. So Cameron Johnson is a really good uh, shooter from uh, North Carolina right now. He played at, he played somewhere else. Um, I think it was like Pitt or something like that. Um, he's actually a fifth-year player um, yeah, on North Carolina, but he he's a really good peer shooter. I would like that, but I would also like Marcus Howard from Marquette. You see what he's doing there. Um, he's kind of giving me some Jimmer vibes where he is just scoring like a motherfucking tank. But with the second round pick, I mean, that, that's a that's a high reward, zero risk player. And we have the Memphis Grizzlies second round pick there, which I, I, I think is going to be gold because um, the Memphis Grizzlies aren't doing too hot right now. Well, so. it's like, what do the Bulls need right now in terms of depth? Because that's going to be a depth pick that might not pan I don't, out. I don't think it matters. I think you can get a point guard, you can get a center, you can get whatever with the second-round pick. As long as it's a player that can contribute. Right. Yeah, because the, the second team on the Bulls right now is just complete dog shit. Um, so, vets. So, depending... I mean, we talked about Darius Garland on this podcast. So, throw out if, some vets If for we me strike and, and, out... Everybody loves the sexy pick in Derrick Rose, which... I don't mind, but like a Derrick Rose, the, Chris the Dunn depth, dominance bothers me a little it's, bit. It doesn't bother me, but like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like we need something different. So the difference that I I think that we need is somebody like Darren Collison. So if we if we don't get a point guard in the draft, I think somebody like Collison who can like knock down like a three point shot at a very efficient rate, who can also score at an efficient rate and you know, distribute the ball a little bit and not need the ball in his hands. Um, that's a really good pick. I love Taj Gibson. That's been my guy. Um, I mean, you said it earlier. Joakim Noah's not dead, so like he, w- I wouldn't hate that. But Taj Gibson's a guy where I, I think he can be that third big. You have Wendell Carter Jr., Laurie Markkinen, and he can be the guy that could play center. He could play uh, power forward. He can come in and kind of like do whatever for you, and you know he he's still playing at a very Taj Gibson rate right now. Every game it seems like he's getting like fourteen and eight, which I I mean like what else could you ask for? So bringing him in off the bench, and I think he would because like he like after he left, like he's like yeah like Paxson and the Reinsdorfs are like father figures to me, and um, you know that that's a thing where. I think would be a really good mutual relationship like for the Bulls, especially as I think next year we want to make a playoff push. So getting those vets in, um, you know, would, would be really helpful. All right, so what do you think about Brogdon? I wouldn't mind. I mean, if you can go in and, like, offer more than the Milwaukee Bucks can bargain for, I think you could steal them, but that's going to take up most of the money that we have to spend on free agents. What about Rubio? Eh, okay, I said this earlier. I want a guy who can come in and be a threat from the three-point line. I don't want you. I, I don't want a point guard who can only distribute and not be a threat. So I, I think Rubio hasn't shown me much where he can be an efficient scorer. I mean, there's 
it, it took him a couple seasons to even get above 40% from the overall field goal percentage. So I don't think he's a, as much like I think he's a guy you can sag off on. And I think you need somebody that can either penetrate or be a threat from the three. And I don't think Rubio could do either. So, I mean, uh, okay, so Archie Diacono, do you think that's a guy that you keep on as a just a backup point guard? I mean, why not? If he gets pushed to the 12th man, sure. I don't, I don't see why you get rid of him, especially if it's for, like, really cheap. All right, well, that was the only Bulls uh, question we had, I think. If you guys want to send us our question or your questions, uh, we usually will put or out be, a tweet. Or beer money. Or money, yeah, if you want to send us money. We usually that put out great. a tweet, uh, like, as we're recording the podcast, usually like a Saturday night. Um, send us your questions, and uh, I think that's it. Good night. We're all set. Good night. Good night. Go Bulls. Three and out, baby.